people don't use the iPhone for data transfer via cable, do they? Uh, I do because I'm, I'm on Android and it does help quite a lot. Really? Most people just keep their things on that device. Most Apple users, I'm sure they've got the data to show that no one's transferring, you know, 10 gigs over to their computer anymore, like when we used to do it with the iPod Touch. I think it depends on what you're doing. If you are a content creator who uses their phone to record what they mostly do, and they have a computer Mm -hmm. to edit afterwards, I think it would make sense to have Type-C so you can have faster transfer speeds than having to do it over Wi-Fi. I completely agree. But again, they're going to have the data to show that most people with an iPhone would love to be content creators, but actually don't do that. Yeah. And that and it goes to show that they're not. Or, or could they do a split on the pro version? They have the full bandwidth and on the, the other version, they don't. That kind of sounds like something Apple would do in a way. Yeah. From Press Red, welcome to Functions. This is episode six. My name is Matt Blackman and I'm joined by Eli Ture. Hello, Eli. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. Fun, busy summer. Yeah, it's a good one. The summer's here now, which is kind of weird, but it was a nice break. The summer's here when it when it ended, yeah. which is always great. And how the UK weather works. Like so, during the uh, time we've had off, I've been working on my own channel. I've done, I think, four, or three or four reviews, and okay. as of last week, I hit a hundred subscribers. So that was nice. Congratulations. And 7,000 views, so a very successful summer. That's brilliant. 7,000 views. Yeah. Wow. I've been working hard to get that whole system up and running, and finally I'm getting somewhere. Like Just before uh, this podcast, I was setting up uh, Substack, which is how I host this podcast, actually. Yeah. But uh, I'm setting it up so it's an e- easy emailing list, so if... YouTube doesn't notify people, they can still get an email. It's a system I'm testing out. Okay, cool. I do find that the YouTube is, how YouTube alerts people to your podcast is a minefield, you know, um, and, and convincing people to subscribe to YouTube and that it doesn't cost them money is a barrier I didn't know existed until this summer. Yeah. So as we've been away for so long, I've kind of noted down uh, a couple things that I found interesting while we were off. The main thing is that uh, nothing, the company that I have my phone from and my headphones from that I no longer use really, they've launched a new company called CMF, which is, I, okay. I, be, I believe, a reference to um, the production line system. I've forgotten what it stands for. Oh, color, material, and an F. Um, okay. And it's to launch cheaper products that don't fit their style. Right. And they've already announced like uh, a watch. Well, sorry, they haven't announced. It got leaked a couple of weeks ago. A watch and um, what was it? I've noted it down somewhere. Oh, is it the charger? No, they haven't talked about a charger. Would be, oh no, they did. They have a uh, um, wall plug one, not like a yeah. wireless charger, but it's a wall plug. Oh yes, I'm looking at it now. It looks great. The watch looks. The watch looks nice. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I like that. It does look like what people thought the um, watch Apple Watch Pro or whatever it was going to be called at that point was going to be. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I think I might buy it for a review or to generally just use it, but I, I'm not sure at the moment. So, is it a cheaper line of products? Is that where we're going with this? Yeah, it's a cheaper line of products. Uh, 
generally saying they're targeting India. Yes. I think we are at a saturation point with technology where I'm surprised we're not seeing more brands actually just releasing cheap products. We got there before when mobile phones blew up in the kind of mid to late 90s. They got to a saturation point where everybody just made their phones free with a contract because that was the only way to reach more people. I'm surprised we haven't got there yet. I think it's because of Apple. It has really changed how we see uh, a lot of our products. We see them as a premium product that we all need instead of a cheap product we can buy to use uh, to communicate. Yeah, Apple definitely ruined a lot of things when it comes to spending money. The £1,000 price point was highly criticised when Apple done it and now it's like every brand feels they have the right to charge £1,000 for a phone. So I noted down here because at the moment a, a podcast platform that I listen to a lot and have been listening to uh, during the summer holidays is Relay FM. At the moment, they're doing a charity event. I thought I'd just mention it because why not? Uh, they're a, a, a podcasting company that produces stuff like Cortex, Upgrade, Connected. Those are all their shows and they're doing um, a cancer research charity fundraise at the moment. Oh, brilliant. just thought I'd mention that. Now, let's get on to the actual topic that we are all very interested in. We have another Apple event coming up. We've got... Ooh. A couple I'm of excited. It's next week, isn't it? Next week. I am so excited. Yeah. At the time that you're listening to this, because we're trying something new, we're going to be uh, doing half of this episode before the show and uh, the other half after the show. So you can get both views at the same time. So this bit will be us kind of looking at what people have theorized and what uh, news articles have been writing about and uh, what we think is going to happen. So what, what are you expecting, Eli? I think Apple September events are extremely easy to predict. Um, I expect, is it in person, this event? Is it going to be their first fully in-person event? No. There are people who are going there, but they're going to be there to just see the screen. I don't see the point in really going. This is all of the uh, news writers, podcasters, content creators, all going there to report on the thing as soon as it happens. Well, they done that last time because there was a demo area afterwards. So I'm guessing they're excited about what it, whatever it is they're releasing. It does seem pointless if there is no demo area. Why, why would you go all that distance just to look at a screen you could have looked at when you're at home? Yeah. So the, the, um, the slogan, if you like, or the, the caption this year is Wonderlust. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Well, I, no, I know what it means, but I don't understand... In the context of Apple, yeah. Because each time they come up with a theme, what on earth does that theme mean? I mean, well, let's look at what they've got running down the pipeline. I mean, obviously there's going to be a new iPhone. Yes. So we don't really need to speculate there. We can speculate what it's got. And I've noted down some of the things that people have talked about. Okay, well, let's go there. I'll go one, you go one. Obviously, USB-C. Yes, uh, but there are going to be uh, reported that there are going to be limits to how good this Type-C cable is because Apple didn't really want to do this. They kind of wanted to keep with Lightning for as long as possible. Uh, it seems like they've limited to, limited it to 480 megabytes, which is second. Right. way lower than it, it can do. Type-C is usually USB 3.2, and that supports mm -hmm. speeds up to 20 gigabytes a second. Mm -hmm. 
I understand. I don't understand why they've limited it, but people don't use the iPhone for data transfer via cable, do they? Uh, I do because I'm I'm on Android and it does help quite a lot. Really, most people just keep their things on that device. Most Apple users, I'm sure they've got the data to show that no one's transferring, you know, 10 gigs over to their computer anymore, like when we used to do it with the iPod Touch. I think it depends on what you're doing. If you are a content creator who uses their phone to record what they mostly do, and they have a computer Mm -hmm. to edit afterwards, I think it would make sense to have Type-C so you can have faster transfer speeds than having to do it over Wi-Fi. I completely agree. But again, they're going to have the data to show that most people with an iPhone would love to be content creators, but actually don't do that. Yeah. And that and it just goes to show that they're not. Or, or could they do a split on the pro version? They have the full bandwidth and on the, the other version, they don't. That kind of sounds like something Apple would do in a way. Yeah. Hmm. Hadn't thought about that. They have also limited how fast uh, charging will work, which is annoying. Okay. They, they've made it so their new cables, which we'll get onto in a sec, uh, they will be the only things to support fast charging. Yet again, this is all uh, speculation from news articles before what we've actually seen. This is something they've done with the MacBooks as well, so that would not surprise me. So with the MacBook Pro, um, I've got the 14, but I'm sure the bigger one too. Uh, you can charge with USB-C, but you can fast charge with the, um, the Apple MagSafe. I think it's a terrible idea to do that, but very Apple. (laughs) I mean, why would you limit it to to this amazing device that they have made for years? They just seem to be limiting more and more as years go on. Yeah. I mean, the iPhone is my least favorite Apple product and why I stopped getting iPhones. I'm in the market, actually, so I'm interested to see what else this iPhone 15, if it's called that, will have. Which phone would you go for? Like the lower tier... The or the the or the higher tier stuff. With the iPhones, I always go for the uh, middle. Actually, so uh, at the moment I'm on a 12 Pro. I never gone for the Pro Max, um, and I never go for the iPhone that's not a Pro. So, what makes an iPhone Pro Pro? Cameras normally. Um, it's cameras and ProMotion on the screen, from what I understand. See, I I think I've discussed this in a past episode. For me, it it should be. The pro means content creator. A medium phone is what people should buy. And then you have a small phone. That's what I would put under the free tiers. But Apple seems to have got rid of the small phone, made the medium tier pretty much useless, then put the pro, then pro max, and then a pro ultra or whatever they're going to come up with next. Yeah. I, I guess like you, you're looking at things from the perspective of a content creator. Like we should be able to have this high throughput and really good cameras and mics. But pro could mean many things. Could be pro gamer. Could be pro um, pro admin worker. You know, or it could be lots of other things. Pro artist. Uh, but we tend to think about iPhone in terms of capturing images, don't we? And that's them. They've promoted it in that way. They've had the whole com- campaign of shot on iPhone. But actually, they don't really explain what they mean by pro. I find it Is hard to dead? think of what pro could really mean on all these other uh, in all these other ways, though, because con- content creation has taken over the market primarily, and pro to me has always seemed like a camera thing, like you've said. Mm-hmm. I cannot see very many more differences 
between the pro and the normal version of the phone that means it could be for other markets. I can understand it for maybe anyone that needs measurements because it also has that, um, is it infrared? Not infrared. LiDAR. LiDAR, that's it. It also has a LiDAR system. So that makes sense to me. But for gaming, as you just said, I don't think it even has a different chip. The only thing that would be different is the refresh rate of the screen. And that's not that important when it comes to mobile gaming, I don't think. No, no. I I wouldn't like, knowing Apple, they're they're a marketing company. And I wouldn't like to think that, well, Pro, it doesn't mean anything. It's their way to differentiate and sell something more expensive. And they know that. And they know they're this aspirational company that can say, we've got the Pro model and most people are going to buy it because it's a better model in name. Yeah, maybe it is just called Pro so they can get more money out of it. Oh, not maybe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I think they need to change, actually, their name and strategy. Yes, they need something to say this is the better phone. But the word pro, as you said, is misleading because traditionally, and I mean, you know, 10 plus years back, pro actually meant something in the Apple lineup. Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, that's the same with the new iMac. or Sorry, not iMac. Um, the Mac Pro. M- Mac Pro, yeah. Yeah. It is definitely targeted towards people who need those specific utensils nothing else and that makes sense for the name because it's targeted towards pro people but then we go against that rule with the phones where pro really just means expensive (laughs) yeah i do you know what they're so big and so popular they could call it the iphone expensive and people would buy it (laughs) i would find it very funny and i think personally i would try and buy it then just for the name yeah that's great so what features have you got? Uh, so I've looked at Apple. Uh, rumors are suggesting that Apple will consider bringing back the Touch ID, but this time as an under-display solution. Well, why? I think it's a good idea to have multiple different ways to sign in. Because um, if you think about it during lockdown, remembering those good times... Nobody could use uh, their face to open up the phone, could they? Yeah, that's right. So I think it's a good idea to have multiple different ways to sign back in. I don't think it's a good security thing because there are, then there would be a lot of ways to breach the phone. But it is yeah. better for the user to be able to have as many ways onto their phone. Okay, okay, touch ID. I'd like to see how their marketing team actually introduce that feature without saying we shouldn't have taken it away in the first place but yeah touch id i mean okay. they did it with the magsafe charger and a touch bar and the touch bar and the butterfly keyboard yeah they, they know what they're doing i love the touch bar i'm sad that it's going i, I do get jealous when i see one of my colleagues has got a touch bar and I, every time i glance over i think ah, oh, i used to miss changing my volume on the touch bar i used to miss auto fill on a touch bar they were some really nice Nice little niche things you could do with it, but ultimately it hasn't slowed me down not having one. Yeah, it just seems more useful. In uh, Instead of having these function keys that could mean anything, it's labelled. But I do understand that it didn't feel right to, uh, to click on, I guess. Too soon. It's just one of those things. I think a lot of companies get there, you know, where they're trying to innovate and they go... To 
too far into the future. If they released that feature 10 years from now, it might have been more successful. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they'll come back to it and use it then. Yeah. In fact, the first, I think the 2017 uh, MacBook Air that had the bar, the first one to have the bar, has just been classified as retro, <laughs> which I cannot understand. Oh, Jesus. I, I, I think it's classified as retro on their own website. That was a 20, I think it was a 2016. Was it 2016? I believe but so. That, how can that be counted as old or retro? It's, it's, tw- it's tech. <laughs> yeah. It's tech. Okay, so we've got Touch ID, which is crazy, and USB-C. We, oh, and coloured cables. And coloured braided cables, I believe. Yeah, they? yes they are. How about colours? I heard they're going to have new colours on the Pro, because traditionally the normal models get the pastel kind of Easter egg colors and the pros get like the basic kind of gold and silver and black. I did not look into this. Let me just type it. So there's been some leaks of different case colorings and they're going to have a lot more colors for the pros, but they'll be really uh, muted. They won't be as vibrant as the other ones. Uh, Here's another look at the rumored boring new colors for the iPhone 15. There you go. Uh, we seem to have like a, a light bluish, a pink, a white, a kind of creamy color and a black. I have to link this. But yeah, I I don't I don't think I've ever brought a phone or, or got an iPhone that wasn't just black or white. That that that's about the limit for me. <laughs> I think if they made a rugged phone, I'd get I'd worry about colour. I can be concerned of colour because I wouldn't have a case because it's rugged. But we all have cases. He's he's I don't much about nothing. You don't? No, I think last time we recorded the podcast, I did have a case, but I decided after a while I'm just not going to have a case on my phone anymore because it looked so horrible and it was going yellow already. I was oh, I have a lovely nothing phone. Yeah, and I don't want it to look horrible and to be fair it's doing well the back hasn't been scratched that much um it's just still a finger magnet for uh fingerprints Mm -hmm. but the front is getting scratched up to hell i just settle for having a big case which my case is one of those granddad kind of wallet cases where you could put all your cards and whatnot in i had one of those open i settle for that and actually popping my phone out of the case every few weeks and going, ah, oh, this feels nice. And then putting it back away. That, that's good enough for me. I, I've, I've done that many times. I, last time I had one of those cases was with the iPhone 4S. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. Um, have you got any other things that we could talk about? I know I, we got lists, but I thought we would pass it to each other. Yeah. So obviously we're going to get improved cameras on the iPhone 15. Ooh, I'm glad you brought this up. Um. I just don't know what the system's going to be. Are they? Is it a real upgrade or is it going to be one of these software upgrades that so, they sometimes do? According to some articles, it, it is believed that the iPhone 15 and 15 Plus will adopt a 48 megapixel camera, which is okay, so the first time upgrade. they've upgraded the megapixels of, yeah. for ages. As it's normally 12, isn't it? I don't remember. Yeah. I thought it was 24 megapixels. Oh, Okay. Um, and uh, an interesting bit of technology that every other phone company has kind of taken up now. We're finally getting the periscope lens. Okay. All right. What's going to be the focal length? Uh, the, 
Oh, periscope. Okay, sorry. Okay. The, uh, the, the standard telephoto lens allows up to 15 or 10 times optic zoom. It does not say how much. So new 10 times optical zoom. Yeah. Th That's good. That's impressive. This this is going to be massive. It's going to it's going to be a, a, a so how that camera works as because it's a, a periscope it's going to have this kind of I guess like a tube underneath the case of where the sensor mm. actually is and going to reflect the light onto a mirror into the lens where there will be um the sensor behind it so it can change the magnification. Okay. My All brain right. is well, not working today. You know what? If any feature gets people to buy iPhones, it's the camera. So I if, think if they I think that's going to that. be a huge uh, benefactor to everyone buying the phone. Even though they're last with it, and you know Samsung's had these amazing zooms for generations now, Apple are just good at letting you know it's there and getting you to use it as a feature. Yeah, and I think many people will say, wow, have you seen what the iPhone can do? I'm getting that. And they might even already have access to a feature on what they've got. I guess what's boring about an iPhone, though, is everyone's got an iPhone, and they all look the same. There's no standing out in the crowd anymore, is there? But this is human nature, and I think Apple know that. We all have grey or black or navy cars. We all live in very similar-looking houses. We're just... You know, this is humans. We all want to be the same. There are some outliers or people who think they're individuals or try to be individuals, but ultimately they're not selling to them. They're selling to the crowd. Yeah. Um, do, 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 do. You got any uh, more questions? So that's all I've seen so far about the iPhone, but <clears throat> I'd love for them to change the size of the iPhone. Oh, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. But would you go bigger or smaller? Well, my sister's got a 12 mini. I've got a 12 Pro. And I do feel like there's something in between that would suit me. The mini is a bit too small. And the Pro, to me, is a bit too tall. So I'd like an, a new size there. Maybe a mini max. A mini max. <laughs> That'd be great. That's a great I know name. it will never happen. How about you? Would you go bigger or smaller? Uh, or keep it the same. So my dad has the uh, 12 mini as well. And I generally miss how small a phone is because it's quite interesting using his phone, how the fact you can reach the top of the screen without having yeah. to shift the entire phone. And I very much miss that. But yeah. for content, it's too small for watching stuff. So I guess I'd have to agree with you. I'd maybe want it a little bit bigger, but not by much. It's interesting because when you watch... Um your breakdown on your YouTube studio, loads of people still watch videos on their phones. And I was really surprised by that. Um, so when you say the content's too small, my immediate reaction would be, well, just watch it on your telly. But it that's not happening. It doesn't show no. any signs of moving that way ever. So with uh, phones, um, most people own a phone compared to a computer now, I think. I think they're yeah. way more common than uh, a computer. And yeah. people have gotten so used to it. I would prefer using my computer to watch content, to do anything really. But when I'm not at my desk, the phone does very well at showing me what I want and actually has got a better screen than my computer does. Mm -hmm. Well, it's that immediacy factor, isn't it? You know, the, the best camera is the one in your pocket and so is the best screen, I guess. 
I've got uh, in my hands right now, I've got the iPhone 4S that I had, the iPhone 5, and the uh, first generation iPod. I'm just trying to decide <laughs> which size is actually good. And I'd have to go for the iPhone 5S, sorry. I think I think that's slightly bigger or maybe the same size as the 12. I'd have to pick it up and give it a try. Okay. I think the iPhone 5S was the best phone, in my opinion, though. Uh, that, uh, the form factor, the case itself, they could fill that up with screen now and it would be great because obviously a lot of it wasn't screened at the time. Yeah, I have a question for you. Like, are you a person who doesn't like bezels? I like bezels. I don't dislike bezels, but I like bezels that are even all the way around. Yeah, uh, like like the Nothing phone. But Apple seems to hate bezels and think that everyone hates bezels. I'm getting really annoyed with my phone at the moment, the Nothing phone. I keep accidentally tapping the screen because I'm holding it and my thumb, like, yeah. skin touches the screen. I hate it. I would really yeah. like... I've really thick bezels on the side. Yeah, and, and it just doesn't look that modern. And I think that's the problem. I've got the iPad Pro 13-inch and the bezels are thin on the side. And as good as the reject, Palm Reject software is, it's not 100%. No. And I've got, I've got an, an ancient iPad... Uh, what was it? iPad Air 2... No, iPad 2, not even iPad Air 2. It's a white one, and it's got that thick bezel all the way around the edge. And it's a beautiful thing to hold, but it looks ugly. Yeah, I think I have the iPad Air 3 somewhere. Right. And yeah, those look so much... I, I, although, I will say, I very much like the look of an iPad at the moment, and my brain is deciding through multiple different devices of which one should I buy to do my college work and my personal work as well. Buy Samsung. Say again? Buy the Samsung, the new one. Oh, God, no. No? I am a, a firm hater of Samsung. We have a Samsung oh. TV, but I hate their Android the most, yeah. is what annoys me. And they always okay. make the ugliest looking things. Up until recently, they made some nice things, but mm -hmm. I've always hated their operating system. It's cluttered with rubbish. It's hideous. Just make it simplified. Make it look like Apple. Someone else make someone make Apple for Android, <laughs> please. I miss iOS. I don't miss the iPhone. I miss iOS. Yeah, it, it's it's very nice on the tablet. I must admit, and I haven't even tried seventeen yet, but I'm quite happy with sixteen. Have you tried any of the um the the new version? What are we on iOS? We're on sixteen now. Yeah, is it iOS seventeen then? The new one? Yeah. Yeah, it's a new one, 17, that is about, I guess, to come out next week at some point. The, um, the, and I, I normally uh, beta test every year. Um, this year, I didn't go for it because um, the early ones weren't very stable and I kind of forgot, to be honest. But no, I haven't tried it, so I'm going to try it with the public and experience it with everybody else. Looking forward huh. to it. See, I guess that's the one area that would be nice to have two phones. Yeah. So you can have exactly. one to run a demo on and one to just have working still yeah. i remember trying a, a beta before and i went on holiday so this is 2013 when ios 7 came out and it going from 6 to 7 was a complete redesign and i had to have it so i downloaded it uh test it was beta 1 did they didn't do public betas at the time so it was beta 1 and then i went abroad 
and I had this phone and I couldn't connect properly to Wi-Fi or anything and it just didn't work properly for me and I couldn't use internet banking because the beer wasn't supported and that was the biggest mistake of my life. I was on holiday but I couldn't transfer money. <laughs> iOS 7 is one of the most hated operating systems. Uh, hated? Update. Yeah, sorry, hated updates to uh, oh, iOS. Really? Everyone hated it except me. I loved it. I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was the best update because it actually made it look nice. Mm, and it made it look different. And what was amazing is I had it first. So you can imagine I'm abroad. Um, I was actually on my stag do on Magaluf. <laughs> and everyone who saw you pull your phone out and get the camera would like, look, what's that? They'd actually be interested because it was so different than any other iPhone they'd ever seen. Oh, I forgot that the camera app also updated at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they're ever going to update that again? Because they kind of kept to that style. The, 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 um, the uh, camera app hasn't really changed in a very long time. Do you think it's worth changing or don't? The last change they had was they made the draw, didn't they? So the draw at the bottom that you can pull up. Yeah. But um, it, I, I, I don't think they should. I think they should have that camera app as a, the swipe over app, but maybe make a pro camera app as well that you have to access or you can uh, swap it out with. There's plenty of good pro ca- uh, pro camera apps out there that I've seen recently because I follow, for a person who doesn't own a single Apple product anymore, I seem <laughs> to follow a lot of Apple news. And um, yeah, so there's been a, a lot of apps at the moment being released specifically for the camera for some reason. I've just noticed it a lot. Yeah, and I think it's a matter of time. Apple will, you know, they'll kill all of those apps and make one that has all of those features in, but does it better and yeah. does it for free. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to wait for that. And I have tried a few of those. And the problem I have with them is they have locked features a lot of the time. Yeah. And I haven't got time for in-app purchases, really. I've never brought an um, app on iPhone. Really? No. Uh, we should probably actually get back on topic. Uh, so, with the iPhone 15, models are expected to be uh, to feature an A series chip built in. Supplier of TSMC, next generation three nanometer node. Now, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so they're going down to the three nanometer process now. That's the first time, right? Because yeah. they've been five up until now. I suppose future wise, that's great because the A processor chips are always coming out before the M's. So the the next generation M3, I guess, may be 3 nanometer 2, which means you can pack a lot more power with less heat and whatnot. So the, the future's great. I mean, I don't think iPhones need to be any more powerful, or, or any phone for that matter, actually. Uh, but for me, I'm just looking onto cross-platform stuff. What does that mean for MacBooks? What does that mean for Apple TV? What does that mean for the Apple Watch? And it can only mean good things. Do you think they're ever going to release another Apple TV? Uh, if they do, they have to change the form factor. Maybe they integrate it with brands. So maybe LG has Apple TV integrated inside. I mean, that would be the way to go. Actually, have you heard of the Disney situation at the moment? Disney are trying to slim themselves down. They're trying to get rid of ESPN, aren't they, to sell? Yes. And um, so I listen to a lot of Upgrade, yet again, from Relay FM, And they've been talking a lot about... Um, Apple buying Disney. Yeah, the numbers work. And I, I love the idea of this. I think it's a really good idea and I'm all for it. I just hope really? that Apple 
if when they buy them, they don't uh, put Apple TV on Disney Plus or Disney Plus on <laughs> Apple TV. I want it to be a part of that um, one subscription that they have. Two separate yeah. apps. I'm high, I'm absolutely fine with that. Do not put them together. They're entirely different content, in my opinion. Yeah, they, they've they've got different approaches to the to the, you know, Apple TV is more of the HBO model, you know, the quality over quantity, and Disney's more of the a la carte, chuck everything in the in the box and take it home. We can have Apple Land instead of Disneyland. <laughs> Apple Land. I, I, I even though the numbers work, I don't know if. I'm not even going to pretend to know the ins and outs, but I just don't see that synergy happening. Why would Apple want to have um, theme parks and and kind of talk boat tour companies or shipping companies, whatever they're called? Well, like a couple of years ago, none of us thought of Apple of, uh, as having a content platform uh, such as Apple TV Plus, but they do, and they do they a really do. good job at it. So I, I I think they can do it. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be weird I mean, and take some time to get used to, but I think Apple could do it. And as long as Apple leaves Disney to uh, do its stuff and they only help each other when they need to, really, it won't feel that different. I was listening to a breakdown and I'm probably going to screw the numbers up, but they were saying that Apple's um, reserves, which they've got almost three trillion in reserves, Almost there. They they make sixty million a year from interest, and they were saying that if they're to buy Disney with some of their cash reserves, that it needs to be profitable quite quickly for them, for it to make sense, because at the moment they could just make money doing nothing, and Disney's not making profits in their film division at least at the moment. I think actually it's only their parks that are clearly making a, a big profit at the moment. Well. Uh- Complete opposite of what lockdown was like, I guess. But yeah. the only reason why uh, they're losing so much money is because they've thrown so much money at these productions to try and get Disney Plus going. If yeah. they uh, get it going and then just ignore it afterwards, it should be fine. It's confusing. I think we should do a full episode on this at some other point so we can fully discuss it. I would love to talk about it because it's not... It's not good for the film industry. You can see what the film industry is going through at the moment because yeah. these companies have so much power over writers and over technology and over stu- over kind of production houses and actors. If big old Apple gets in charge, that's even less big companies. We'll have, we'll, actually, we'll have, because Amazon own Paramount, we'll have Apple. Wait, does, Apple, does Amazon own Paramount? Yeah. I, did, I had no idea about that. That happened a couple of years back, um, and then Apple will own Disney, and then then you've got Netflix, which is a, a giant done to itself. We'll start losing studios. Sony's obviously Sony. I I I'm kind of fine with that. I kind of see these companies. Uh, it makes sense in my mind for all of these huge tech companies to buy these production companies. I don't know about Warner Brother if that would go that well. I don't know who would buy Warner Brothers. Oh, uh, well, Warner's Viacom, isn't it? Viacom's like the biggest marketing company in the world. Or did they just, I think, yes, yeah, so a Viacom, because it was Time, yes, yeah, so it's Time Warner, and that's Viacom. And, but I think, again, they're trying to do something as well. That they've got another two years before they can sell, but they're, they're making moves too. As I said, I have actually planned an episode fully on how AI affected media. So I guess, we can 
group that in as just media being affected at this moment. Yeah. So wait for another episode when we'll discuss this. Um, we have a slightly bigger RAM, it seems like, as well, with this new update. Doesn't matter. Nah, it <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, does it? Matter. Who cares? We're going to get yeah, six I've, gigs of RAM. It's, I mean, Apple... I mean, and they don't announce specs themselves, do they? But, I mean, it, the specs do not matter. No. iPhones have been good enough for five years. What do you think the price will be for these new phones? What's the price now? That's why I'm on the website. Okay. Uh, the iPhone 14 is $799, so pounds. It doesn't matter because they don't yeah. do the exchange. Yeah. And for the uh, iPhone 14 Pro, it's 1000 Okay. So I think we're going up because all companies can claim now that, you know, cost of living or materials have gone up. So I think we're going to go up, uh, and I think 10%. So I think we're going to go for 1100 for the pro. Great. That's going to be so much better. It means nothing. Everyone's getting it on a contract. You know, everyone's having a subsidized phone. But when you compare that to a MacBook Air or a Mac Mini, are we going crazy? <laughs> a normal person, an alien, would look down and say, I'm just going to get a feature phone and a Mac Mini and spend half the money that I would on an iPhone Pro Max. Yeah. I'm I'm on the website right now, and I entirely forgot that iPhone SE is still a thing. That's three nine nine, right? Uh, it's yes, round about four uh, four twenty nine. Oh yeah, I remember it went up when they released the twenty twenty two version. It's a good phone, but it looks ugly because it's got bezels. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind the bezels, as I said. For me, I don't like the curve. I've never been a fan of the curve. Why would you want a phone that slips out of your hand like but um, butter soap? Well, that's the old people iPhone. I know, because I bought it from my grandma and she loves it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, also, how long do you think it will be until they release uh, the phone? They usually do it in like a week, but I kind of feel like it, it yeah, might be a bit longer. Yeah, a week, uh, week or two weeks, yeah. But I think it's going to be longer because of um, the Type-C cable. Right, okay. Because uh, the, I think the UK government wasn't happy with what they've done so far, so they had to delay it. So I think they're delaying the cable release a little bit. I don't know. Oh. Not fully. I mean, will they sell it with a cable in the box, do you think, or will it just be... I don't know. I don't feel like they will, because everyone's got a Type-C... Oh, no. No, because it's an entirely different generation. I guess they would have to. Unless the colour ca um, cables don't come with it, they're an extra, and you can get the normal plasticky one. Do you know what I'm looking forward to? What? Being able to charge my MacBook, but then oh. pull the power cable out and charge my iPad, but then pull it out and charge my iPhone with the same cable. I'm already living this life. I'm Android. <laughs> I can plug in the Steam Deck, charge it. Nah, swap over to my phone now. You Apple people have to cope with multiple different cables. But zoom out, okay, historically, from a person that's lived through all sorts of proprietary cables, this has never happened in history. The closest we got was when we had figure eight power cables for a lot of our things. So your home stereo would plug in via figure eight and, you know, your printer would plug in via figure eight and your toy charger 
for your double A battery charger may plug in by a figure eight, but we've never got to a consistent place that everything charges from the same cable. And um, I think we'll be there in five years. That's I, amazing. I think that's going to be great when everyone has the same cable because you won't be ha- that person asking for a, a charging cable, but everyone else has a lightning. Yeah. And th- I'm very much happy with that. But it does mean yeah. that everyone's going to have to kind of swap over now, which is going to confuse yeah. a few people who aren't tech savvy. It will. But but everyone's got those tiny, cheap USB-C cables around their house that, that came with something they bought in the last two or three years. Yeah. And, you know, they'll just whip those out. Uh, DJ software now, um, DJ hardware, everything 2023 is USB-C instead of the old kind of printer type usb I'm, I'm i'm still on that cable i've still got that cable somewhere yeah but i noticed that cars moved on to usb-c a couple of years ago so I, I do think it's just it is becoming um the thing here's the important question about the whole event how long will it be have we got options for this let's uh let's go one hour an hour and a half Two hours, two hours and a half. Okay, I want to hear what you say first. I'm going to go, I think an hour and a half, because I don't, I can't think of how they can talk. I'm going to say hour 45, specifically, because I don't think they can talk that much about an iPhone release, unless they release a new Apple Watch, but I don't feel like like that's likely. It depends on what they announce, I think, primarily. Here's Here's what they're going to do. So it's going to be iOS 17, iPhone, focusing on camera, um, then focusing on USB-C and how they invented USB-C. And then I think <laughs> we're going to get Apple Watch. I do think we'll get Apple Watch. And then um, I believe they're going to show a new iPad. Uh, so I think it's going to be one hour. You think they're going to show 50. a new iPad? Yeah, I don't think they'll release it, but I think they'll show something that they've done new with iPad this time around. Some new version of an iPad Pro. See, is an iPad like equal now to a laptop? Uh, to them, it pro- it's probably more valuable than a laptop, I guess. I reckon they sell more iPads than MacBooks. Because I've been, as I said, I've been debating this in my mind whether I buy a, a MacBook, a um, framework laptop, or an iPad. And in my mind, I think iPad might be the best option. But then there's also the framework laptop, which is take apartable and fixable. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think, as an owner of a laptop and an iPad, the iPad, the MacBook is far more valuable to me. Okay. And you're a content creator, so I would go for the MacBook every time. I love my iPad, but it's a YouTube machine. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you haven't tried using DaVinci on it then? No, and I never, I wouldn't dare. Why would I do that when I can put DaVinci on my laptop? It just doesn't make sense. Well, I, I quite like the idea of editing these podcasts on an iPad because I I used uh, um, one of those like drawing pad things that works with computers to, to edit a podcast. It makes it so fast and great. I love it. I'd highly recommend it. Well, you mean like the little drawing tablets? Yeah, drawing tablet things. Do you know what I thought years ago when the 2016 uh, kind of lineup came up? out with the giant trackpads i always assumed that they were going to just make a pen that works with that or the apple pen in a generation soon they never did but they've missed a trick there yeah so how long do you think the event's going to be done 
so I'm going to say one hour, 50 minutes. I don't think I've ever seen one go over two hours, so I, I wouldn't go over. When you say you don't think I've ever seen one go over two hours, do you mean specifically every single Apple event uh, that they've done, like, like these type of Apple events, including WWDC? Yeah. Or do you just mean the phone? No, no, all, all of them. I can't remember one going over two hours. I'm pretty sure the WWDC one this year was two hours 15. Oh, really? Okay. And I think the the one before was even longer. I can't say I've noticed, but uh, the longer the better. I would not complain if they're longer. Yeah. I enjoy them from start to finish. Do you think we'll get an update on uh, the Vision Pro? I don't feel like it will be like um, no. we've changed no, no, things. No. I think it might just be we're still working on it or just a little notice that it's still there. No, I don't think we get a thing. Do you know what we'll get at most on one of the little promo images of people, someone using a new Apple device like a phone, you might see a Vision Pro in the background or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they, they you know, nah. I know that uh, developers right now have been able to get access. If you have a developer account, I'd highly recommend it because uh, in London at the moment, you can go and use the headset as long as you don't oh, wow. disclose any information about it you're allowed to use it i've got a developer account you got a developer account go on down yeah yeah i, ha- I got I had to get one in 2013 to get ios 7 <laughs> yeah you should go and uh, go and uh put on the vision pro then i'll have to check it out and see what it's like only problem is you can't tell me i can because i i won't need to use that again they can ban me what they want <laughs> all right um. Uh, do you think there's any possibility that they will have a small phone? I think there's a very sl- a slim chance, maybe like a five percent chance. Did they have one for the last gen? No, last gen was the one where they killed it. Yeah, you think they? Would, yeah, I, I don't think they would go that quickly back on themselves to bring back a small phone within a year. And Dynamic Island probably doesn't work at that size either. And I can't imagine them having an inconsistency there. Yeah, they probably did kill it actually for operating system reasons. I kind of like the Dynamic Island. I think I hated it initially, but I like it now. (laughs) Here's the biggest question. So with the whole of AI news that's been going on, or LLMs, or whatever it is that's going on right now, is Siri dead? Most people don't even know they've or remember they have Siri on their phones. I use Siri. I just used it before this for a reminder. I use it all the time. But yeah, I think it is. You think Siri's dead? You don't don't think that they're going to rebrand Siri as this artificial intelligence system? Or are they just going to kill it and make something new? Well, they made a point of saying... Um, about if it's not artificial intelligence but they made a point of saying you know they're doing everything locally and it's the danger tim cook done some interviews talking about the danger of ai so i think they're distancing themselves from that whole language and i don't think they'd make a big song and dance about how siri now you know sources information for the internet with your requests and no i I don't see him doing that i think apple would uh, do what they usually do is which is get something that everyone else is using remake it in an apple way and then say it's safe and then give it out i i feel like they are going to do ai at some point specifically because mm. they have currently got ai gp uh, sorry apple gpz as its code name is inside of apple at the moment they'd be silly to not uh, to ignore ai i just don't think 
they'd put it in a product as personal as the iPhone without gaining or working out how to gain trust because they've built their whole last five to ten years on security, local sa- locally saved. AI just goes against all of that sort of stuff. I think we've got a couple of years until they do introduce uh, AI to the platform. Yeah. Because Apple like to be very safe and secure about what they're doing. Yeah. And I trust them. I believe them. I trust them and I know what's going on. I'm more aware than the average Joe with an iPhone what's going on. And they don't want to portray that that trust at all. It's, is it? Where's the money? Think about Apple. That's how they think. Where's the money? They've built up a brand. They've built up trust. Where's the money in AI that's going to kill or uh, make more money than that? I think if they do announce a new AI, they'll probably announce it with a new HomePod. Because the HomePod, it would be the area it would be most used. Let's be honest, we don't really chat to our phones anymore. It's primarily these Home Assistant things that we have. Yeah, either that or or the car. Or the car, if they ever release a car. Well, it looks like they're looking to really take over the brains of the car, doesn't it? So maybe they license that. I I used uh, Android Auto recently. I love it. I I think it's great. I'm very happy with how that system works. And I imagine I'd like the um, Apple version, CarPlay or whatever it's called. It's just very easy and convenient. Yeah, CarPlay's great. I haven't tried Android Auto, but but they're great services. I just wish I had a car new enough to be able to do it. I I think this is going to be my last question, and then we can wait a week and get back to this conversation again okay will there be a silly federigi joke <laughs> what was his last one um oh no yeah the, it was the, the swear word one wasn't it it was a swear word one and the dual guitar yes <laughs> yeah i'd say on a thermometer a we're very going 100 chance. we're definitely getting a, a craig federigi joke and i'm looking forward to it it's great Okay, right. We'll see you all uh, in a couple minutes, I guess, or a couple of seconds. But for us, it will be a week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Okay, instead of having an ad segment here today, I'm going to just announce that Functions is moving on YouTube. Should put that in first, really. We're trying something new. We're going to be having all of the function stuff separated into its own channel so you can easily follow everything functions and not have to bother with trying to find it each time i hope that this will be a convenient change if nothing uh, comes of this we'll probably move back but for now you're gonna have to swap over to functions i think it's at function pod on youtube see you there well okay so now it's after the event um a day after Hmm. what did you think of the event (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to open up with that while I open my I notes. I think the event was not very interesting, actually. And I agree. From the start, as soon as Tim Cook said, we're going to go Apple Watch and iPhone, I thought, oh, this is going to be boring because we already know. Yeah. Um, I found it incredibly, I guess funny is not the, quite wo- uh, the correct word, but the fact that they started with, we have saved lives again. <laughs> they did that with the last event and they've yeah. done it again this time, but they really went deep into that this time oh the car crash stuff yeah and yeah. Uh, the uh, people crying and wow yeah. they want you to know that they have saved lives 
Yeah, they're, they're going that kind of, I don't know, the religious type saviour. The whole thing was about we, we are the saviours of, of the planet. Yeah, which is that was weird. Yeah. I thought it was quite interesting, actually, when they'd done the Mother Nature or Mother Earth section, which was far too long. Far too long, but <laughs> I, I actually enjoyed it. Um, but I just thought it was just, they're so hypocritical because they know what's coming. They know mm. with the cobalt mining and the kind of little kids doing all their mining for them, they're in trouble. And so they're starting to counter that before it comes their way. Yeah. And it's not good enough, in my opinion. I, I It's kind of putting a blanket over uh, someone's head, isn't it? Mm. Blinding them by going, look. Yeah. And I mean, yes, Apple, they've done a lot of this thing, uh, those things that they mentioned, mm-hmm. but only primarily because they've been forced to do it. And because they're making loads of money from yeah. it. So and it doesn't matter. Can, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're probably, I don't know any stats people, but they are probably doing the most damage to the planet out of all of the tech companies, I imagine, because of the sheer volume of products they ship. I ooh. the batteries alone are. I don't know about that. Well, who makes more batteries than Apple, or who has more batteries manufactured than Apple? Because they're a, the real problem. How many devices does Samsung release a year, and how many of them are explosive? But I'm not talking about damage that way. I'm talking about damage in terms of the environment. And yeah, the I, workforce. I just think there are definitely more companies out there that are doing more damage than that. Does anyone ship more battery products than Apple? There's got to be another company. I'd check, but we're in a a room that has no Wi-Fi, so we can't. (laughs) Yeah. So that was a bit annoying. I felt like they were um, padding time, I'd call it. It did feel like that. It felt like the whole show was padding time. We have two devices to launch. Well, multiple sections, I guess, to uh, to launch. And that's it. So they had to come up with other things. Hmm. Well, what have we been doing a lot of recently? Uh, we're environmentally friendly. Go, we'll pick that. They it's are a great marketing company. Yeah. Tim Cook's a good sport, I'll say that. <laughs> Although he, he did, when he was sat in the Mother Nature scene, he looked so awkward. <laughs> the, the long stair part. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was good. That was really good. Uh, I found it weird, uh, yet again, with that Mother Nature thing, the fact that they, they kind of said, we're solving the environmental problem for you by paying to plant trees and all yeah. this every time you buy a phone yeah i think that's gonna work because the off- that's the, the offsetting the offsetting that, right? yeah. but i think that's gonna work for people because we've had so many years to uh, think about how our environmental impact is impacting everything yeah and let's just be honest we're not doing enough and no. i think by apple doing some uh, some of the work that's going to convince more people they should do more. Yeah. And when you say people, you mean other big companies? To yeah. Follow? Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. I think um, Apple are good at shouting about those things and other companies hopefully will follow suit. But I just don't know if the con- average consumer cares. I don't know if they're talking to the average consumer. Is it going to stop someone buying an iPhone? No. If they don't do those things or don't show they do those things. I do think people buy devices less often now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've noticed that when like, walking around, that people have maybe two to three-year-old phones. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've probably got the old, uh, the youngest phone out of me and you now. Yeah, I've got a 
I don't know what year my phone was, but I've got the iPhone 12. And I don't plan, I do not plan on buying the iPhone 15. Before I went Android, though, I did have the iPhone 5S until the iPhone 11 came out. (laughs) That's a long stretch. Yeah. I I didn't like any of the other phones. I didn't want to buy a new phone. So I stuck with iPhone. iPhone 5S for a very long time. Apple surprisingly moved around a lot. They usually keep to in-campus and then sometimes go into an amazing view with a landscape that you would wish you were at or Apple was going to turn into wallpaper next year. But this time they were in a factory of some sort. They were on like a a bridge. Yeah, they went to a, a bridge. Yeah. I think I know something about that bridge. I like their transitions. I do I do like the transitions and the kind of drone and the kind of yeah. ramping up of speeds and whatnot. But they had one transition that I was really upset about and it was when they went to the bridge. So the drone came out of whatever scene it was and it got to the bridge and you saw this wide shot and it approached the exec. I don't know his name. And as it approached him, he was sent a frame. They then cut to their real camera <laughs> to the right of frame, and it just, it just, it was too close to a jump cut, and I was disappointed because they spent millions on that. I'm guessing. See, I, you got annoyed by the jump cut. For me, it was the stabilization because I was watching uh, on the bridge, and they were obviously using digital stabilization afterwards to fix everything. Okay, and I didn't it that. was really wobbly. The entire of the background, maybe the host was fine, but the background was moving around a lot. Oh, really? And it was bugging me. I think my favorite transition they ever did was, um, I think it was when they introduced the Mac Studio and the M1 series. They were um, in Steve Jobs' theater downstairs mm-hmm. talking about it. And then it would uh, the animation in the background would go up. Right. I can't and then they would go to the top bit. Yeah. And then it, uh, the animation would come from the bottom up. And I, I generally found that incredibly satisfying, that animation. I don't know, because these videos are so crea- creative. I don't know if it would serve them to go back to the the performances on you know the, the presentation anymore i don't think they're planning on ever going back to those no. because they spend they've got a way of the press still getting their hands on the product early so yeah. they've still got a reason for people to go there yeah but i do feel like there needs to be more for the press to do because after they've got this device that's it it would be nice to maybe have, um, you know how they have the developer talks for WWDC? Mm-hmm. They should have a post-show talk where someone comes up on the stage and talks to them. Actually, I have no idea if they do do this. They might do. They might do a few things. Speaking of presser, whilst we're there, I thought it was really interesting that they kept twice, they referenced Marcus Brownlee, Marquez Brownlee. Yeah, and they got one of his quotes wrong. Did they? <laughs> the first quote they did, they cut off a bit that says, I wouldn't buy it. Oh yeah, well, it's not wrong. That's just kind of paraphrasing, <laughs> I guess. But I wonder what he's going to say about that, and if he he obviously noticed. But they are they're obviously taking his audience quite seriously. Yeah, uh, I think Marcus Brownlee's a, a big impact on Apple now. Mm. He primarily reviews all the Apple products, and let's be honest, when you look at his desk tour, it's all he uses. Has so, he said anything about the event yet? No. Linus I'll Tech Tips uh, posted on Flowplane uh, 20 minutes before we went uh, okay. for this recording. Right. That's the first report I've seen. Cool. And um, Upgrade did a live recording yesterday, an hour after the event. I saw that, and I keep mentioning Brian Tong. Brian Tong was there. 
and he had the device with loads of kind of people in the room sandwiched together and he was going for a few bits on it but that's all i've seen i don't know who brian tong is check out brian tong he's great is he? Oh, I have to Google him later. Well, he's big enough for Apple to invite him down. So, yeah, fair, fair point. You know, and that, I remember when that happened, it took him years, like 10 years to get to that point. And he's super, super pumped. So let's talk about the phone then. Okay. So what do you think of, not the Pro, but the general phone? What do you think it will look? Does it look different? Slightly. Oh, the back? Well, they changed the position of the cameras slightly. Okay. And they made a fancy bump. Well, the kind of beveled. Yeah. Mm. It's I, fine. I think they changed how they did the metal as well. Mm-hmm. Which is, I I think it's okay. I don't think I understood that. The colour is in the metal or something like that. Um, so it's not the way I thought it would be done, which was anodized, which is a kind of electrifying it in a way. That's a very comp- uh, no uh, easy way of saying that. There's much more complicated ways. Um, I f- it's confusing. I'll have to do some more research into it. I will uh, say I like the bump, okay. which is an, a sentence I thought I'd never say. <laughs> it was uh, when they uh, showed it. I thought uh, that's more satisfying than the ones they've had in the past, where it's kind of a I, I think a glass where it gets darker at the top. Yeah, I also like that they seem to be going closer to making it more repairable with the back, with the back, mm-hmm. and now. Let's not paint a- uh, Apple as saints there. They're definitely being forced to do that. Of course, yeah. But it is nice to see. I like the fact that the dynamic island is coming to everything. I really didn't like the dynamic island initially, but I yeah. think it's a really cool idea now, and yeah. I'm all up for it. It's something that makes them unique and that Android manufacturers can't necessarily replicate easily. I yeah. I don't like the, the punch hole. I don't know why so many people think the punch hole is a good idea. I, I like the older days where it was just the black bar at the top. And that, that deal, I was fine with that. But yeah, like we said, bezels are not not cool, are they? No, bezels aren't cool. Um, I did call, say this now, I called the USB differentiator with the Pro. And I thought of you when I saw it. Yeah. So we've got the standard USB 2, USB-C. Yeah. And then we've got USB 3 on the Pro. Which is irritating. Typical Apple. Why? I, because you would want them to have... No, because it, it, it can't cost a lot to put a USB free driver on <coughs> the basic phone. But this is why Apple are the richest I've put it on my world. motherboard. But they, they're reusing the Pro chips from last year, right? For the... for the Because it's the 16, they said. Yeah. So they're reusing that Pro chip from last year and they've made the 7, is it called 17 Max or something? 17 Pro? No, the A17 Pro. Chip. Yeah. And they made a point to say this has got the USB-C driver on it or USB-3 driver on it. Yeah. So. I really didn't like the idea of that. That annoys me because you know how much you're paying for just USB to be added there. <laughs> you can buy USB-3 PCIe co- uh, uh, cards for a 20 pounds this is apple i know you're buying the experience (laughs) but no um yes i guess it will make people like you happy they mentioned that you can now have your 60 frames per second if you're using a raw video or pro res or whatever it is that's for the pro not the generic phone yeah the generic phone just got the standard usb2 isn't it The generic phone got a a 48 megapixel camera which is better than 
last time, which I think was a 24 megapixel camera, if I remember correctly. Uh, I really like the work they did into the portrait images. I've never been interested in portrait, but the fact that you can, it automatically picks that up. Yeah. And then you can change focus. That was cool. Yeah. That is really useful. That's a good idea. I like that. Um, and the re being able to uh, kind of choose what's in focus at a later date is quite cool as well. I will say I'm surprised that there was no mention of coloured cables. But a lot like the MacBooks, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, but afterwards, uh, I listened to an episode of Upgrade, as I said, and they were discussing that those might be for um, the iMacs or something like that. Ah, okay. Did you notice that when they were talking about the Pro and they they said, you know, it's got this um, kind of up to, is it 10 megabits per second or something? Gigabits per second or megabits? I didn't write that down. 10 gig. I think it's 10 gig per second USB 2. Um, yeah, because Thunderbolt's 40, isn't it? Mm. But anyway, they said, with an optional cable. Yeah, I know. The optional <laughs> so cable. So they're not going to give you that cable. They're going to no. give you the standard USB 2, or oh, sorry, USB 2 cable. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, hours after the event, they released uh, in secret on the Apple Store. Mm-hmm. Type C to Thunderbolt. I oh, did they, <laughs> and I thought it was quite funny. Right, okay, but um, standout features. Um, with the iPhone, they have voice isolation, which is more software. Pretty much, even though this is supposed to be the release of new products, it was more software based. The voice isolation is cooler. I missed that. Mm. Uh, with the iPhone Pro, we got no mention of uh, or usage. Of the periscope lens. Turns out that was a complete fluke. Not a thing that's happening this year. No. Maybe next year we got we can hold hope. Yeah. Um, we got the action button. That looks cool. I like it. That looks cool. I am going to miss my switch, but I like the ability to customize. I'd like to see how customizable it is. Because, you know, Apple, they said it's customizable. Does that mean we get two options? or You get their options. They've already made the menu that right. you can use. And they gave the de- on the demo, they said camera, uh, they said profiles, and they said the on and off, and that was it. I wonder if it's got focus modes. Yeah, that's what I mean, profiles, oh, focus okay, modes. Okay. Um, and that was it. But they got we'll- shortcuts as well, which, allow, uh, which they even mentioned oh, will allow you to launch apps. So you could you could click. do anything then. Yeah, you could. If you can be bothered to set up a Siri shortcut. And you want it to take more time. Because if you go through shortcuts, it takes slightly longer on anything. Okay. I think I would use it as a camera button. Yeah, that would be... I see. I, I don't understand that. Why camera button? Because on an iPhone, you have to swipe to get your camera. But you're not on an iPhone, are you? When did they get rid of that? When did they get rid of the double tap to open camera? Double tap what? Double tap the um, power button to open camera. They changed that? I guess because double tap is for Apple Pay. I was unaware of this. Yeah, so having a button there would be great. So you can just go click, click, done. So I like that. When I used Apple, all you had to do was click that twice and then camera opened. Looks because you had a fingerprint sensor though. No, the fingerprint sensor was down here. Yeah, but that was used for Apple Pay, the fingerprint sensor. Oh. So now, yeah. It's that actually makes me sad that I got buttons, rid of that. Less options. Now I understand why so many people wanted to make that the camera button. Here's the biggest con. The biggest con is the Pro Max. Um, having to have the Pro Max to have the five times optical zoom is ridiculous. Yeah. 
it's ridiculous. What's the point in getting a pro? And a lot of people might not want that extra big, uncomfortable phone, but may want that feature. I never even noted down the Pro Max because I, I didn't see enough of a difference between the iPhone Pro and the Pro Max to make a separate section all about it. I think that's it. That's the differentiator, the, the camera, the lens. Yeah. I did like one thing about the Pro Max, and I don't know if this comes to the Pro as well, is that you can plug it into your Mac. And charge it. No, no, and um, take photos when it will be automatically uploaded to your computer at the same time. You not see that at the end? It was the uh, photography section where they were all talking about cameras. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, and they had the the guy in the studio taking pictures, and I thought, who's in the studio with an iPhone and a big studio set up like that, but they're using an iPhone for their stills? I think that's a great thing, but I I will agree with you. I don't think very many people are out there can buy a decent studio cam for ha- camera for half the price of the iPhone. So why would you have that in your studio? Yeah, the Blackmagic camera is the same price as the iPhone. Not including the lens, though. But, I mean, for stills, you can get a, a decent kind of Canon for yeah. seven 800 quid. Also the fact that the Type-C can use external hard drives or recordings. Yeah, that's good. That's good, because that means p- content creators that use their phones to record, yeah. or photographers mm. who are using their phone for some reason, they can now rip the footage straight off. And apparently it's even faster than the built-in storage. Yeah, I, I could see that being useful. Um, and the fact that it's faster as well over USB-C 3 is great. I would probably use that if I wanted to shoot something on my phone. There's going to be a case that lets you slide your little T3 drive in or whatever, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. I um, My brother pointed out something incredibly funny. And once he pointed it out, we couldn't not notice it. Okay. During the A17 Pro uh, talk, they mentioned Pro a lot. I rewatched <laughs> it's the most it. pro phone we've ever made. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. The, the Pro, the Pro, Pro. Yeah. I, f- I think I counted uh, 62 times they said Pro. Wow. Yeah. They're getting desperate. I would say, though, if you were writing a script and Pro, the word Pro comes up 60. Uh, what did I say, 64? 62. 62 times. Yeah. Rewrite the script and remove the pro. It sounds like that was what they wanted, yeah? So that was a emph- point of emphasis was pro. That's bad script writing, and I'm not a good script writer either. I will get the iPhone 15. I think that will be the next one I get. I just won't get it this year. I still want the smaller phones to be back. Yeah, that's not happening. I know. Um, I want to talk about something that you may not find that interesting. Well, you you're not you weren't interested. In, I'm going to guess on this, but for processing power, this is incredibly interesting. They showed games yeah. running on the phone. Yeah, not some uh, game made for the phone. They showed Resident Evil Village. Yeah, a game I cannot run on my PC or the Steam Deck running at a good frame rate. Yeah, and they were running it upscaled with. Um, what was it? Ray tracing at 30 frames a second. That is insane to me. Is that impressive? Because yes. I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch the event in real time and I just skipped. I skipped the whole game section. That's impressive because the Steam Deck that I have with me right now, that can't do ray tracing. Okay. Cannot do upscale. Well, cannot really do upscaling and it cannot run a lot of these powerful games. Right. I... I that's doing that, I think they even said, at 4K60 sometimes. Okay. That's not at 4K. That's not at 1080p. Is that content going to be available 
for the iPhone. Meaning? Are these game developers and manufacturers going to make those games for the iPhone and make them that good? I have no idea. I just know that um, Capcom and Apple are on good turf at the moment. Okay. They're, they are chatting a lot <laughs> and... It seems like the whole Resident Evil franchise might end up on Apple. Oh, wow. That'd be cool. I, I was a Resident... Resident Evil 1 was one of my favorite games ever. I'm and currently Resident playing Evil it. 2, oh my God, blew our socks off. Nemesis, Genesis, Nemesis, Resident Evil 3. <laughs> I forgot. It's been like 20 years, man. But yeah, I love that series. So uh, I've just started playing Resident Evil and I'm very confused. Why? <laughs> I, I, in the controls. City? Oh, okay. Control. I'll be honest with you. Uh, getting, I get lost often, and I walk into a room and end up leaving the room instantly yes, because I'm yeah, holding yeah. the controls. That, that was a thing. Um, and the doors, the door openings were great. That that tenseness of opening a door, having that animation, and not knowing if there's something on the other side. It might have been great then. Kind of irritating now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was a good example of using a limitation to kind of make your game better. I know. I, I love great. older games. They're way more entertaining than newer games at the yeah. moment. You can record at 4K 60fps mm. and log encoding. Yeah, that actually, that caught my attention. And do you know what else caught my attention? What did they have on their screen when they mentioned log encoding? I don't know. I was, think I was too busy writing. They didn't have Final Cut Pro. They didn't have Premiere Pro. Da Vinci? They had Da Vinci Resolve. And I thought, hold on. They were mentioned about... So they said, yeah, we've got, you can do kind of log profiles and the people doing color grading and whatnot. And then they had DaVinci on the screen. And I thought, why don't you show your software on the screen? Well, DaVinci's known for color grading. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that. I got Final Cut out of that. isn't known for color grading. It can do it. Yeah. I just don't think people often think of Final Cut for color grading. Yeah. Usually. And Apple are good like that. They don't pretend because they know their customers were going to use Apple products as the brain and accessorize. Where sometimes you watch some of these other things like a Google events and they kind of act like everyone lives in a world where every accessory is Google and every program is a Google-based program. And that's not the real world, is it? No, I like that Apple actually kind of supports um, these accessory companies mm -hmm. by making a standard, except they do charge them for it. Yeah, that's not our, fault, our problem necessarily but yeah that's great i would love to be able to do that on my iphone be able to shoot in kind of like log free or whatever it is they're gonna they're gonna name their stuff on there talking of shooting in mm -hmm. you ever gonna shoot in spatial camera mode <laughs> yeah and then i'm gonna buy the 3d apple headset pro thing vision pro that's it no, that's that's silly. They're trying to sell the Vision Pro. Um, no one's going to use that. Because I can will, guarantee it will only work a Vision Pro. It will be really cool in the Vision Pro. It's probably in a, uh, its own format as well to do that. Um, yeah, it will only work a Vision Pro. Yeah. It, it took me back. I remember Panasonic made a phone, I want to say 2009, maybe 2010. And the phone had the kind of what do they call it, stereoscopic cameras on them. And they were like, this is the next thing. And LG tried to do it. Yeah, that, that never took off. I don't know that phone. <laughs> yeah, have a look. Panasonic. Um, the, the thing it reminds me of is the new Sony camera, the one that uh, has the sensor separated from the uh, body. Yeah. So you can add two different sensors. Mm. That's all that reminds me of. Um, let's go on to the Apple Watch then, as you're so excited by it. 
let's go on to the Apple Watch. Cool. So I think I'll say up top, this is the product that I will buy. I'm on an Apple Watch 4, and I think the 9 is definitely a worthy upgrade, for sure. I'm still on the 2. You don't see any, you're not urged to get the new one? Uh, I want a phone that can, uh, sorry, a watch that can last me months, and I don't need to charge it. I just need it to be there. It tracks that I'm doing walks, runs, and tells me the time. I don't need one that tells me when I'm about to die. (laughs) Or uh, tell me where I'm stuck. Yeah. (laughs) I do think Apple Watches are really cool. Not for me. Okay, cool. No, so Okay, so some of my favorite features. I really love the double tap. The double tap? I think that's... I do think their phrasing was a bit wrong sometimes. What, uh, What did they say? You can double tap while doing stuff with your other hand. <laughs> okay. But there are, they're right. There are so many times when you want to cancel something on your watch, but you've got one hand free. Primarily, or, the video just showed them hanging up on people, and yeah. that was it. Yeah, if you're driving, there's a, I can see that being useful. Around the steering wheel, tapping. Yeah. I, I, I like, but what I really like is the outside-of-the-box thinking of you know, being able to use gestures based on the movement of your kind of wrists and bones yeah, and blood. Yeah, that was very interesting Because that's going to gonna that. lead into some interesting things in the yeah. future. My guess is they came to that conclusion of the double tap through working on the Vision Pro. Yeah, I imagine so. Because my dad pointed this out as well, uh, and I think I said this on a past episode, it'd be really cool if the watch worked as a controller. And I think they were seriously considering that yeah. towards the beginning. And then they went, ah, we'll just use cameras and we'll... Yeah. But who knows, future-wise, that could be a feature, right? Yeah. Um, the phone tracking, I like that. That's a really good feature. It's just an upgrade, though, right? It's an upgrade, but it's because yeah. uh, it has the chip now. I don't know if W2 it to... wideband, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yep. That chip that allows you to track other Apple devices, mm-hmm. it's cool. I like the animation it gives you. Mm-hmm. But you can track your friends as well. Yeah, which is that's kind of creepy, creepy in the market. Yeah. In the market, where the lady's like bending over and he comes up to her, or she does. Yeah, <laughs> it is. A I bit thought, creepy. Oh, that is creepy as hell. But I mean, for lost bits and and if you've got kids and you want to track your kids or they want to track you, cool. I, it doesn't mention if it's a permanent sharing or a temporary sharing. It's, it's, they said it's based on the existing friends, so that's that's okay. temporary or permanent, depending on user request. I trust, and I know this is weird to say, I trust Apple with security for some reason. I am very skeptical of every other company, including Microsoft, for using my data. Yeah. But because Apple has spent so much time making everything on device, mm. I kind of appreciate all the work they've gone through for that security. I don't know. I cannot tell you if they actually do compromise your security in any way, but I like the fact that everything's think, on board. I don't think they set out to, and I think that's the difference. No. Those things might happen. I, I'm thinking of, um, have you seen Super Pumped? And I said the word Super Pumped earlier. It's it's a eight-episode series about the story of Uber. Oh. And uh, the guy who ran Uber, I forget his name now. Anyway, at one point, Apple are in it, and they have to go to see Apple because Uber have been stealing everyone's data. And Apple find out about it. Eddie Q finds out about it and invites him in. And Tim Cook comes in, and they have this whole conversation about privacy. And but it just kind of spoo- came to me that actually people can do this without Apple knowing. They'll find out eventually, but it doesn't mean you can blindly trust your phone and the apps are not tracking you. Yeah. And what what they done is they 
Apple found out they were tracking all the data of their users. So Apple said, look, you've got to take this out, otherwise you're getting banned. So what they've done is put a geofence around um, Apple's headquarters so that they couldn't see if the devices they were using were in that zone. They couldn't see that they were tracking people's data. But then in the end, one of the guys who works at the App Store took his laptop home, opened it up, and then he could see the code. And that's how they got caught. You should watch it. Super Pumped is really good. Oh, huh. that's my list. Uh, are you bothered by the fact that you can now get on the basic Apple Watch 2,000 nits to one nits of brightness? I think that's great. I think it's a, a pretty interesting. I mean, how, um, how many other phones do one nit? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think they advertise nits that often. No, but I, th- I, I could see a use of both of those in the yeah. real world. Uh, in bed at night time, all of a sudden that's super bright, right? Your your watch and your phone. And I don't think my watch is bright enough outside. Yeah. But, but then they showed the, what's the big Apple Watch? And they yeah, were like, the Apple Watch Ultra. And they were like, 3,000? Yeah. Like, oh my God, you're killing me. I want that one now. Soon you'll be able to use uh, your Apple Watch as a studio light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah key light coming from the from that, yeah. <laughs> it would be interesting if apple made um filming equipment with how much that they do filming yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised really um i still think the apple watch uh name is bad apple watch ultra okay but it's not as bad as the modular ultra who made that that is a new watch face on oh right yeah the one that Turns is incredibly cluttered yeah they were like we've got the most complications in this yeah. ever my dad went oh that looks nice i went oh it's full of so much stuff mm. and it ignores their lovely ui they had for the basic screen yeah it had enough um information there yeah but it's only available on the big face one right and it's one watch face so yeah okay would you pay for any of these, for the new iPhone, the iPhone Pro, which the Pro is £1,000 or 999 as they put it, mm-hmm. the Max, which is 1199 out of the phones, what would you pay? Do I have to pick one? If I'm going to get one, I'm going to get the Mac, not the... I'll get the, the Pro. The Pro. Yeah. Okay. And you would pay... Nine hundred ninety nine for the pro. Yeah, I'd pay. I'd pay a thousand pound for that if I if I was in the market. Okay, if you had to get an Apple Watch, and I don't think you're looking to get a new Apple Watch, are you? I am. You are. Okay. I'm, yeah. Would you get the basic Apple Watch or the Apple Watch Ultra? The Apple Watch is three hundred and ninety nine pounds. Yeah. And the Apple Watch Ultra is seven hundred and ninety nine. Now, I, if you asked me before the event, I'd say the Apple Watch, and I know it's just three nine nine, but I think the forty four inch is like four fifty, so that's what I'd pay. But I'm actually in the market for an Ultra Two now. You're going for the Ultra Two. I want to see what it looks like on my wrist because I kind of got to see any wrists. But if it looks okay, I think I'll go with that one. What band would you go with? I don't know. I haven't even looked into that yet. They they showed um, uh, a load of these new bands. I actually like the Nike. I was ones. gonna say that I like the Nike with the flex in it. Yeah, I, I the um the, the recycled, recycled plastic one that kind of looked like yeah. uh, Jezemite. Um, it's it's just a nice pattern, and I quite like it. Yeah, I like that. Anyway, I think we've gone through all of the keynote things. If there's and oh, hang on, one more thing. I uh, uh, just a subtle note. When they went into the iPhone Pro, they played 
the Apple ringtone. Yeah, on the I noticed that. That was yeah. quite cool. They I kind like of that. mixed it into the track. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And finally, the iCloud Plus. Uh, six terabytes. Six terabytes to 12 terabytes. Yeah. How much does that cost? I have no idea. I didn't note that down. <laughs> but I will say, who has iCloud Plus? I have. You do? Yeah. <laughs> what? Is that a problem? Do you know why I have it? Because I have Family Share and everyone uses it. So We have Family Share. Okay. I mean, uh, when I used to be an Apple user, we all were on the same uh, platform. Hold we on, just never used... What's iCloud Plus? I have the one where I pay like £2... No, no, like £4 a month. I don't I know. I think we get two terabytes As someone who's all. never paid for iCloud, <laughs> I can't tell I you. Think, yeah, that's called iCloud Plus. Could you get these other things with it, like the redirect emails and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, I've got it. So that's I haven't anything done bad a, a, a Mac segment in a while, but we're going to have to do that next time because we're running out of time. Yes. Overall then, out of 10, what would you give the event? Out of 10, four. Okay. No, three. Oh, wow. I'll go with five. Solid five. It, wa- it wasn't interesting enough for me. There wasn't enough uh, cool announcements. And spe- uh, specifically, I like uh, iPad announcements the most. If they announced a new iPad, I'll be up there. Next time. Next time. You can check out Eli's work on his socials. Or on his podcast, Where the Key's At. To follow me, I am at MacBlair on MastonApp.uk. This episode was edited by Jonas Dixon and co-edited by me, Mac Blackman. Thanks to all of you for listening to this episode. We'll see you in the next one.